Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they, that would be the souls that were added to Christ's church, that would be Christians, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. If there's ever a time where we need prayer, it's now. All that's going on in Afghanistan, Christians need to be prayed, praying more fervently, more often, and more seriously. Uh, we need to be praying. Yes, we should be praying all the time. Yes, we should have been praying more yesterday and last week and last month. But right now, today, we need to seriously consider our prayer life. We know as Christians that persecution is Captain Obvious, <laughs> we know that persecution is going to come to us as Christians, but we have a Christian minority in Afghanistan. We know they've already been persecuted. We know it's already been bad, but they just went from the frying pan directly into the fire because it went from worse to worser. And we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ over there they used to be able to meet underground they used to be able to have small little prayer groups they used to be able to do it as an exclusive little meeting under the radar now they are actively and aggressively searching out christians give me your phone if there's a bible app on their phone they're executed immediately that's our brothers and sisters in christ that are in afghanistan now there's not a lot of them <laughs> But they're there. They're not our national countrymen and women, but they're our brothers and sisters in Christ that are being persecuted. If you're part of the church, you're in Christ. That means we're all brothers and sisters, the same Lord, same faith. They renounce Islam, they're put to death. They practice Christianity, they're put to death. They convert to another faith, they have three days to recant, or they're put to death. I can't understand that terror. I cannot fully wrap my mind around what it's like to live like that because I live in America and you live in America and our kids grew up in America. <laughs> we can we can talk back. We can act up. We can fuss. We can fight. We can break the law. We can do everything we want and we'll get a fair trial. That's criminals. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. Life just got really rough, especially for women. So we need to be praying for, for that situation down there. Women, no school. They're not going to school. They're not leaving home without a male. Women in America, they can leave home, go do whatever they want. They can, they can tell off their husband and just walk out into society and go spend $300 of the old man's money and come home and 
I'm being a little sarcastic. I'm making a little fun. I'm trying to make light of the fact that we can rise up and rebel against a mask. A woman doesn't wear a burqa now. She's executed. Imagine living under those conditions. It's a sad, sad time and a sad, sad day. Let's get some perspective in the Bible. Acts chapter 12. Let's start reading in verse 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. You know what you got in the first verse in Acts chapter 1? Herod persecuting the church. There's nothing new under the sun. It was happening back in Acts and it's happening now. Look at verse number two. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. James is martyred. I imagine it's the Romans' way of punishing. There was no trial by the Sanhedrin. Law was supposed to give him a stoning if he was guilty of blasphemy. But no. James is martyred in the second verse. That starts off with Herod in verse number one, persecuting that church. Go ahead back to Mark. Mark chapter 20. Oops, I'm in the wrong book. Let's see, let me try that again. Okay, Matthew, my fault. <laughs> I did. I have my glasses too. Anywho, all right, we're in Matthew chapter. Let me make sure I got the right chapter. Matthew chapter twenty. Look what he says, Jesus, in verse number twenty-three, and he saith unto them, "Ye shall drink indeed of my cup." That's verse. Number two in Acts chapter 12, that's a prophecy fulfilled. James drinking of the cup. He's being he's martyred and be baptized baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. You know what that baptism is? That would be martyrdom. <laughs> that would be death. Sit on my right hand and on my left is not to give it's not mine to give, but it shall be given to them. For whom it is prepared of my father. Verse 22, back up one verse, we'll read this. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say, they say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism. That I am baptized with. Go back to Acts chapter 12. Watch this. Verse number 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews. He proceeded further to take Peter also. Peter's going to be in prison. I'm just telling you. 
all the way back in Acts, the Lord never promised any of us safety from our enemies. Let me rephrase that. He never promised any of us physical safety from our enemies. Look what happened to James. Look what's happening to Peter. Verse number four, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Here it is. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. We see all of this horror unfolding. Right now, it's bad. But the enemy can't keep our brothers and sisters in Christ. The enemy can't kill our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we need to keep praying. They see all of the horror unfolding before their eyes. We hear and see of all of the terror that's going on when we turn on the news. But they've got a force that's working for them. That's the power and the prayer of Christians. And in Acts chapter 12, you have Herod persecuting the church. And in verse number two, you have James is killed with the sword. Acts chapter three, Peter's imprisoned. And in the next few verses, what do you have? The church is praying. In the midst of persecution, we need to amp up our prayers. It's not a guarantee that nobody's going to die. It's not a guarantee that no one's going to be in prison. It's not a guarantee that we're going to be free from all of the terror that comes to our physical bodies. But I'm telling you, we've got a God that can deliver us spiritually, and that's what he said he would do. And we are protected by God because when we die, we are absent from the body. And we are present with the Lord. It's better for us. I'm not telling anybody to go out and do something stupid. Okay. And try to become a martyr. No one. No one. People sign up to be a missionary to bring the good news of the gospel. Christians get saved because they realize they need a savior. Preachers preach because they want people to be indwelt with God's word. None of us want martyrdom. None of us do. But I can't say, I can't guarantee that that won't be the end. I don't know. I'm pretty safe in saying, look, we live in America, we're fine. <laughs> Until one day when we're not, <laughs> right? When's that going to happen? I don't know. Next month? No. Next year? No. Next five years? Uh, next 10 years? Who knows? None of us knows. None of us do. You know how fast that thing unfolded? Fast. They said 11 days. 11 days. Things happen fast. Prayer. 
Peter's thrown in prison. Verse number five, the church prays. Let's keep going. Verse number six. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. Sounds like they're wrapped pretty tight, and they're not going nowhere. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garments about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate, leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. Herod persecutes the church. James is killed. Peter's thrown in prison. The church is praying. The church is praying. I'm saying, amen, the church is praying, and then the angel of the Lord comes, and he makes a way. Would you have made that way? I wouldn't have. But, you know, we don't have to make the way. What we need to do is pray. That's what we're called to do as Christians. We can't go over there and fight. We have no national leadership, but we are Christians, and what we are called to do right now is to pray. And the angel of the Lord will make a way. The Lord wills it. If that's what the Lord wants, that's what the Lord wills. He will make a way. We got to trust God. Church needs to pray. Let's keep reading verse number 11. Watch what we'll see again. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a sorority. That the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And, or I'm sorry, but he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Peter. If, you know what they're doing? They're all gathered. Peter comes in. He tells a story. They're praying. He tells a story on how he's delivered. Verse number 18. Peter's 
delivered. He tells a story. Now watch what happens in verse number 18. Now, as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers what was become of Peter. And when Herod had sought for him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. Herod persecutes the church. We see that the start of it in verse number one of this chapter. Everything that's now unfolded. Now he's back at it again. And he's taken out those soldiers. That's just corrupt and an evil man. When we said earlier, fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. And the more that I think about it, the more that I watch the new headlines, the news headlines, the more that it frustrates and aggravates me. Not only that are American men and women that we can't get back home. When I say we, I mean we as a nation. It's not like we can do anything here. <laughs> but also of the fact that the very small minority of Christians that aren't Americans, how are they going to get out? It's a sad day. I don't, I don't know how anybody unless you're in that situation, can even imagine a woman dropping her children, throwing her children over the razor barbed wire so that their children can hopefully have a better end than they would. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Yet people are living like that right now. Right now. Herod, he commands the soldiers to be put to death. Watch this, though. Verse 20. And when Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king's chamberlain their friend, desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. You know, when the people submit to an evil king, the king's appeased. And all, and all these Taliban, all these Taliban fighters, all these Taliban devils, all these Taliban uh, evil, evil, devil-possessed people. The people agree. The people go along. The people submit. Their wrath is appeased. It's all control. It's all control. That's Harry. That's Harry. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, we're it's fresh now. It's new now. And yeah, we didn't live back in that the acts the days of Acts, but we're seeing something different. But it's the same thing. Persecution. It's it's a common. I'm not making light of it. I'm trying to bring a perspective that says, look, as Christians, persecution's coming. But we see in verse number 20, when the people submit, the king then is appeased. 
Let's keep reading. Verse 21. And upon us that day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Praise God. And look, I want everybody to be saved. Do you want everybody to be saved? I do. But when you have a king that wants, that he's going to give a great oration. He's going to, oh, this is the voice of a God, not of a man. And all of this evil is going on. All this persecution is going on. All of this, people are dying at their hand. People are being prisoned at the hand of that king, at the hand of those evil tyrants. I'll tell you, I pray that God smotes them dead. Yeah, I want everybody to be saved. But if you're a devil killing Christians, I pray that this verse comes upon those devils and God just strikes them all dead. Amen. Amen. They want to receive praise like a God. You know what they say? Well, the women can have the same rights as given unto them by Allah. Allah's a false God. He doesn't exist. He exists in your warped, devil-possessed mind. Yet people have to live under that tyranny. And what it seems like right now, there's nothing that those Afghan people can do. Except pray that God smotes them dead. It's awful quiet after that. But you can, you can preach this in America. I wouldn't be so bold to preach it in Trashkanistan, North Korea. Tell you that. Verse 24. Watch this. But the word of God grew and multiplied. <laughs> Persecution, execution, imprisonment, praying. Peter tells his story. King gets word. Soldiers die. King gets high on his horse, makes a big oration. God kills him. And the word of God multiplies. Under great persecution comes the great expansion of God's word. Now, how does it all work out in every situation? I don't know. But I know with great persecution comes the great expansion of God's word going forth. And we see this happening in Acts chapter 12. There's a lot of bad stuff that went on here. Death, imprisonment, <laughs> mainly. The Christians didn't stop praying. Acts chapter 7, let's look at one other, well, two other things, and then we'll close out. But prayer. I think we harped on that. You never harp on it enough, but we're going to be done with that thought for right now. The other thing we need to consider is the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 7. Am I in the right chapter at this time? I am. Acts chapter 7, all the way at the end, verse number 54. We'll read about Stephen. Acts chapter 7, verse 54. When they heard these things, 
They were cut to the heart and gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Praise God. I'll tell you, can it, I don't know if I could be a Stephen. <laughs> I'd like to preach that I could be, you know. Well, not I mean that'll preach all day, you know, and get all the young, the young men, the young Christians all riled up, you know. You can be until you're trapped in Afghanistan. Until you're a woman that's told, put your burqa on. And she doesn't, and guess what happens to her? I'm not wearing a mask when I go in the Walmart. Okay, boom. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. We can rebel against the unjust laws. We can rebel against the stuff that we don't like because we live in America. And we're not under Sharia law. It's bad news. It's bad news. Yet Stephen, you know what he's full of? Not himself. He's not full of pride. He is full of the Holy Ghost. How are you and I ever going to get through any type of persecution? God, God help us all. It doesn't come on to us like it came on to James or Peter or Stephen. Or our brothers and sisters in Christ that are the minority, the very small minority in, 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 in Afghanistan. But God help us if we ever have to go through any type of persecution. The only thing that's going to get us through it is prayer and being full of the Holy Ghost. I've only come up with one solution. I'm not saying that there aren't other solutions. I am sure that they are. But at least for this sermon, we have one solution. And it might not even be a solution for some people. As we are seeing events unfold on the world stage, unintended, uh, go to Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Watch what happens here. Look at verse number 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose upon Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenix and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. You know what the solution is? Move. Move. It, it's not being afraid. It's not being a coward. It's being biblical. They did it in Acts. You know what happened to Stephen? They said, we're moving out of here. I mean, praise God, we have a 
you know, a family that is, is a migrant family. They move. They're just um, we're done with the we're done with the junk. And they move. They're not being afraid. They're doing something. They're following a scriptural pattern. Now, are there other pattern or there other solutions? Yeah, sure there are. This isn't the only one, but I'll tell you what, this is a viable, realistic, biblical solution to a problem. If the persecution keeps coming, leave. There's no shame in leaving. And that's exactly what these folks did. With one caveat. Watch what it says at the end of the verse. We'll read it again. Preaching the word. They didn't move and just go on with their life. As they moved, <laughs> they never stopped preaching the word of God. That's the idea behind the move. That's the idea behind the migration, the relocation. It's to get into an, a church where the word of God is preached. The word of God is um, when I, when I say preached, I mean outside of the four walls to every preacher. They didn't forget God. So what are our solutions as Christians? If we come under persecution, pray and pray and pray. And make sure that we're not full of anger and hate and pride. And any other make sure we're full of the Holy Ghost. If it's necessary, we move. But when we move, we'd never stop preaching the word. If they came in and they did the COVID restrictions again and they want to, whatever the fall thing is going to be, and they want to shut us down. If it gets to a point where they're going to shut us down, then we're going to move. We're going to meet in my basement or Brother Danny's basement. Or the Sparkman's basement, or somebody, we're meeting somewhere, okay? We're gonna move and we're gonna keep preaching the word. We're not gonna stop. Now we'll fight as hard as we can to be able to meet here and praise God. Not only do we live in the United States, but we live in Tennessee, amen. I mean, that's a blessing. We don't live in New York City, we don't live in Hoboken, New Jersey. We don't live in San Francisco. We live in Tennessee. We have a lot of freedom here just because of how our state is. But that doesn't mean that can't change in a year, five years, or a decade. So if we have to, we're going to bind together and we're going to move to another place. And we are going to preach the word. And we're going to pray that persecution doesn't come. And if it doesn't come, we're, and if it does come, we're going to make sure we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Finally, Matthew 28. Let's turn there and then we'll be done. Matthew chapter 28. <laughs> Jesus said, <laughs> it's funny. 
I'm still on the, on the Mark 20, 20th chapter. Anyway, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And here's what I want to end with. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, the indwelt Holy Spirit, is with us. We can't visibly see it. We only visibly see the terror. Prayer is the Christian's armor of God. Ephesians 6, and the last thing it talks about, prayer. That is our weapon. We need to use it. We can see a physical sword. Prayer is invisible. We can't see it yet. That's our weapon. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Nobody can see that, but that's our weapon. Let's not forget Jesus Christ. As Christians, never leave us or forsake us. He is with us. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.